What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Martin, with another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcast. And today's guest, we have a legendary on-air personality, Ashley Nicole Moss. How are you, Ashley? I'm good. Thank you for the introduction. Legendary. I like that. Yeah, I like the yeah, way that yeah. sounds. Yeah, I mean, you've been, doing, <laughs> you've been doing it for a little bit. So, you know, I think it's you deserve your flowers, you know, especially having worked in so many different networks. And, you know, you've, you've been putting in the work. So and it feels like you're just getting started. Yeah, I definitely feel like I'm just getting started. I think, you know, um, the pandemic's been kind of crazy in the sense mm -hmm. of it when it was in its peak. I feel like it kind of forced everyone to adjust, right? Mm -hmm. Kind of forced everyone to think outside the normal realms of their day to day with their job and kind of figure out, okay, so what can I do in the event that the normalcy that I'm accustomed to change? Mm -hmm. And I think um, the adjustments were good or the forced adjustments were good for a lot of people because it made you, like I said, think outside of the box. And I think it was beneficial for a lot of people's careers, mine included. Mm -hmm. and, and, and also it, it teaches you to be, you find out things about yourself that you probably never even knew outside of the pandemic. Yeah. I think um, sometimes, you know, when you're in the day to day of a job, a career, and you're kind of following the guidelines that have been given to you by the people above you, the higher ups, mm -hmm. you sometimes don't realize how creative you can actually be when you have the freedom to do so. And I think that the pandemic um, allowed me to tap into that creativity in more ways than I thought that I even had, you know, mm -hmm. I feel like that creativity was suppressed a little mm -hmm. bit, mm -hmm. but, um, then when you get into an opportunity where you, you know, where I am now at sports illustrated, where you have an opportunity to be creative in so many different, you know, avenues, you, um, you know, you fight for the right to be creative and you fight for the right to explore that creativity. So I think the pandemic also was good in that situation as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you mentioned sports illustrated. Now go back to the beginning of where you started and everything, who is Ashley Moss? Who is Ashley Nicole Moss? Break that down for us. For those that aren't Ooh, familiar. Um, I would <laughs> say she is a true Capricorn. She is mm -hmm. hard-headed. She's stubborn. She is determined. She's ambitious. She's creative. She is tough, but compassionate. Um, I think very goal-oriented there's just so many things about, you know, as you get older, you become more self-aware that you kind of learn more about yourself. I think mm -hmm. before, especially in the earlier days of my career, you're almost afraid to, um, you know, use your voice. And what I mean by that is you're afraid to kind of say what you like and what you don't like. I think you're afraid to speak up because you don't want to go ahead and ruffle people's feathers. And I think mm -hmm. the older you get and the more confident you get, that confidence word is key. Um, the more you feel secure enough in who you are and, and what you bring to the table and what you stand for to go ahead and, and speak up and, and, um, be more willing to kind of fight back against the norms and fight back mm -hmm, against mm -hmm. what's being told of you to do and to exactly. say, just because that's the way it's done. You're like, no, I'm not going to do it that way. And I think mm -hmm. confidence, another word I would say who Ashley is. Mm -hmm. Now you're originally from Florida. Am I correct? Or, or my, or no, I'm a New York there? girl. Or New York, New York, New York. <laughs> okay. You just went to school in Florida, correct? Yeah. I went to um, college at FAU. Shout out to the mm -hmm. Owls. And I got my career start in Florida. I started mm -hmm. um, at the CW down mm -hmm. here. And then I also went ahead and I joined NBC 
Mm-hmm. And then um, from there, iHeartRadio, also in Florida, and now mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated, but Sports Illustrated is based in New York. So that's what brought mm-hmm. me home. That's what I'm saying. See the legendary part. That's where it comes from. <laughs> Growing up, obviously, you, you, you're into sports, sports, obviously, but outside of that, what, what inspired you growing up and who inspired you and everything? Um, you know, my parents, first and foremost, um, mm-hmm. my mom, my dad, and for different reasons, I think my dad is probably the hardest worker that I I know. And I've been exposed to that my entire life. I think I definitely get um, my tunnel vision from him. I think I get my Mm -hmm. determination from him. He's extremely smart, extremely logistical. Um, I definitely get that side of um, who I am from him. But for my mom, I think I get all the the other really, really good things. I think Mm -hmm. I get my heart from her. She's probably the most compassionate person that you'll probably ever mm-hmm. meet to a deficit. Sometimes she's the type mm-hmm. of person who will cry at a commercial. Like it's just, <laughs> you say, yeah, it's really not that deep. Can you get it together? Um, but she feels for people. And I think that connection that she um, feels for people, she doesn't even know has helped me um, as a journalist, because I think when I do interviews, I'm able to really connect with the person on mm-hmm. a deeper level than just surface. And I think I definitely get my people skills from her. You know, she's somebody that when you talk to her, regardless of what you're talking about, but especially if you're talking about something of substance, um, you just feel better when you walk away. You feel like, mm-hmm. wow, I just I feel like I went to like a <laughs> therapy session or so you just feel better mm-hmm. after having a conversation with her. And I think um, I've taken that quality and I've applied it to my work as an interviewer for sure. Mm-hmm. So it seems like she's one of those people that, um, she doesn't speak a lot, but when she does, you, you kind of sit down and listen and take it in. Oh, no, she talks a lot. Don't oh, get it okay. twisted. <laughs> my dad is the quiet one. My, oh, mom okay. is a, my mom is a talker. But when it comes to speaking about things that are um, of substance, mm-hmm. when you have a conversation with her and you walk away from that conversation, you feel seen and you feel heard. And um, I think that's something that I like to bring to my interviews that, you know, whoever I'm speaking to feels seen and they feel heard first and foremost, because everything in between, you know, obviously you want to get, you know, stuff out of them that maybe they they weren't willing to give to somebody else. That's human nature. But for me, first and foremost, is that when somebody walks away from an interview with me, I want them to feel seen and to feel heard mm-hmm. as a person before exactly. anything else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I mean, I just started doing this, this podcast stuff like a year and a half, two years ago. And I have no journalism background or nothing. So everything was like, from scratch and that's exactly how I want to end the interview is like I want to leave them with something memorable in the interview like that's why I have certain questions that are just like oh tough questions but are like wait I remember that because I sometimes get guests that like remind me like hey I just thought of you on that certain question and this certain subject came up and I thought of you so I kind of want to leave that same so I get what you mean by the impression that you want to leave behind as well yeah I mean I think you know, there's that famous quote, people won't always remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that applies to journalism more than ever. I think that, you know, you can go ahead and, and be, you know, the best at getting what you want out of people in terms of the things that they say. But if they walk mm-hmm. away from that interview and they almost feel dissected and icky, like you just laid them out on like an operating table and just picked them apart then was it really a good interview? interview you know, yeah. I'd rather somebody walk away from an interview with me. And like I said, feel seen and feel heard and feel um, comfortable being vulnerable and transparent. And you'd be mm-hmm. surprised that 
a lot of the times when you're able to get that guard down from people, you get, you know, what you're looking for anyway. You get those, you know, Mm -hmm. that inside track, you get, you know, the quote unquote hot takes, you get, Mm -hmm. you know, the um, exclusives and all that stuff. There's just a way to do it. And I think some people take one route and some people take another. And for Mm -hmm. me, I like to treat everybody that I speak to as people first, because your job description is just that. It's just a description mm-hmm. of your job. It's not who you are as a person. And I think sometimes um, that's forgotten. Mm-hmm. And would, would, do you feel like, uh, so would you prefer like being a radio or a podcast? Would you feel like, would you feel like there's more? I love doing radio. I had the best time in radio. Um mm-hmm. It was something that kind of caught me by surprise, you know, coming from television and and having the opportunity to be in TV um, right out of college. You know, radio for me was kind of like a downgrade, like, oh, I don't want to go on radio. That's (laughs) not what I'm for. Mm -hmm. But I think radio made me a better journalist, just a better media um, personality because it it forces you to rely solely on your voice and solely on mm-hmm. your thoughts. And there's no cut. There is no redo. There's no reshoot. It's live. Mm-hmm. It's in real time. Mm-hmm. Radio fans are not afraid to call you up and be like, you suck. You don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. So it forces you to always be prepared, but it also forces you to constantly be witty and constantly be quick on your feet. And I think that's made me better when it comes to being on camera for sure. Mm-hmm. I feel like I treat uh, like the podcast versus radio to me is like radio. It's like I treat it like New York versus L.A. Like in New York, you learn the craft, you you hone the craft, you, you t- the techniques and everything. And then when you go to L.A., you learn the business side of things. So like that's how I feel like radio is. Radio is like the disciplinary portion of things. And then podcast is like, all right, I know how to I know the 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 basics of it, the rundown and everything. Now I'm going to do it in my podcast, but I'm going to do it my own way. Yeah. I mean, I think the cool thing about where we are in this space in sports is if the pandemic showed us anything, it's not, it's that there's not just one way to do things anymore. Mm -hmm. I think for the longest time, you kind of thought that sports had to be this very narrow lane and it was anything Mm -hmm. outside of that lane was kind of deemed, um, not, you know, desirable or, you know, not as influential or not as um, credible. And I think Mm -hmm. now the space that we're in, we see that's not true. You know, podcasts are credible. It's a different form of, you know, talking about sports, just talking to people in general. You know, you Mm -hmm. have people who are doing, um, giving their takes on TikTok or IG Reels. You have people Mm -hmm. who are writing still. You have people who are on camera. You have the digital space where it's not cable, but it's in the most prominent space that there is and that's social media. So I love the way that sports media is changing and it's growing. Mm -hmm. And I think that because of that, it has allowed us to be introduced to so many different types of people who have so many different types of talents, talents that I feel like were getting ignored and pushed to the side because they didn't fit the traditional way of doing things. And it's a new mm-hmm. day. And I'm, I'm really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you mentioned, like uh, diff- different, different angles and everything you like. You have like up uh, the All in Smoke podcast with. Um, yeah, shout out to my guys, Matt Barnes and Stacks. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Shout out to Gina also. She is a uh, producer, just extraordinaire mm-hmm. on that podcast. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's a dope it's, platform. It's, it is because it's like you have all of these NBA players coming in there and they're sharing stories that the regular average Joe would never would never have thought. Or if they heard a story on the media that was like, or the media blew out of proportion, they have the guests come over and kind of clear the air of what really happened during that event or something like that. And then you also have... Uh, NBA players like um, Al Harrington, who's in the cannabis industry, 
So yeah. Like and it's cool because it, I feel like we're in a space where there's something for everybody. If you want kind of that inside track or what actually goes down, you know, with mm-hmm. athletes and sports, you'll tend to watch more athlete led um, type of podcast mm-hmm. or, or listen to those type of podcasts, rather that type of programming. If you want the traditional route, you'll go to some of the major networks. If you want, you know, what's popping and trending on social media, you'll go to some of the digital platforms. I think it's, it, there's literally something for everybody. And mm-hmm. I just, you know, I think that sports is better because of it. Speaking of sports, when did the love for sports begin with you? When did that start? <laughs> um, Probably from birth, <laughs> you know, it, okay. it's funny. If you look at old pictures of me when I was a baby, I, there's mm-hmm. photos of me in a my dad's vintage Knicks hat, bigger than my whole head, my whole body. <laughs> and I'm sitting there watching the game with him. I have no idea what I'm looking at, but, you know, he is a huge sports fanatic. And I always say my love of sports, my love of, you know, the game, whatever game that you're speaking about, baseball, football, basketball, comes from him. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of what I know um, comes from him, you know, it's, it's not like I went, it's not like I come from a sports family where I have like, you know, a famous uncle or a famous dad Mm -hmm. or a famous, you know, whoever, you know, I don't come from a family of athletes. My, you know, hard knock education came from my dad. And I think also it, it was cool too, because he's always to this day, not afraid to push me when it comes to debates. And I think it's made me better in terms of being in that media space, because, if I ever don't know what I'm talking about, he's not afraid to call me out on it. If I ever make a point that he's like, that's not a good point. He's not afraid to call me out on it. And it's been that way since I was a kid. Like I could have, mm-hmm. I think I was like 10, I could have been like 10, 12 years old, mm-hmm. you know, trying to argue something. And my dad's like, that's not true. You don't know what you're talking about. This is what mm-hmm. it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people will be like, oh my gosh, but you know, it made me better. It made, it pushed me to know what I was talking about. It pushed me to be able to be groomed to debate. It pushed me to be able to groom, to stand on my takes, to stand on, you know, my ideas and my opinions. And, you know, to this day, it's still the case. And also he teaches me the game in terms of the X's and the O's and the logistics mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah. That comes from him as well. Mm-hmm. You just remind me of, uh, remember the Titans. The little girl. I feel <laughs> yeah, like that's, that was, that was, that's me. <laughs> okay. I, I was like, it's got to be you. I was like, it's got to be like, yeah, that oh, 100% getting, was me. Yeah. <laughs> getting angry at the players on TV and like, oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm screaming at the TV, why are you running a slant? Mm-hmm. That's not a slant, Pat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are your top five athletes oh, overall in any sport? Any sport. Um, mm-hmm. I got to go Kevin Durant. Nice. Okay. DC. Um, I think he's the greatest player in the world. I think um, you also got to go Steph Curry. Mm-hmm. I think you can't talk about greatest players without talking about Steph. And these are just current players. So people don't come at me crazy. I'm not talking about of all time. These are just yeah, current players. Current players, yeah. Um, I think football. I know everyone wants to, Brady's the obvious answer. Rogers is the yeah. obvious answer. Um. So obviously I'm not going to go ahead and put those guys in there. Patrick Mahomes is the obvious answer. Love Lamar Jackson, big Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson fan. Um, Obviously my quarterback, Dak Prescott is always going to be on my Uh, list. Shout out to them Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to say baseball, probably. um, I love Otani. I think he's so good for baseball. I think he's Mm -hmm. so good for the league. I just think he's so good for sports in general. Mm -hmm. Um, Serena Williams, obviously the GOAT. 
Simone Biles, another GOAT. I mean, I'm just such a fan of athletes across so many different platforms. Mm -hmm. Um, Candace Parker, shout out to CP3, brought that championship home to Chicago, a Mm -hmm. GOAT. I just, I I love sports and I love seeing, um, you know, especially women. Because men, you know, we already know what men can do. We've seen Mm -hmm. it. They've gotten their accolades. They've gotten their flowers. But I love seeing women kick ass and dominate that space Mm -hmm. because we don't see it enough um, on a broader scale, at least. Mm -hmm. Even in in the commentary, like, you know, you have people like Carrie Champion. Yeah. Shout out to Carrie. I met her at the SI Awards. We talked about the Lakers, her podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, she's she's great for the sports space as well. I love what she's doing post ESPN life. And it just goes to show that sometimes what that traditional route is may not be the best route for you. And she's flourishing, has her own show Mm -hmm. and her own Mm -hmm. podcast. And, you know, it's great to see her, you know, in that next chapter of her life for sure. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned uh, baseball and you mentioned you're from New York. Now, are you a Mets or a Yankees guy? I'm a Yankees girl all day, every day. Shout out to the pinstripes. Um, I'm just looking forward to the day that we get back, you know, to the world series. heyday. it's been a little disappointing, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, very confident that we'll get back there. But yeah, it's Yankees all day, every day. Never uh, fav- never wavered, never rocked with another squad. I've always been a Yankees girl. That means we should end this conversation early because I'm, a, I'm <laughs> Are a- you a Red Sox fan? Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> they did not tell me that when they told me I was coming on this pod. I would have been like, no, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's all good. I mean, I've, I've, I've rarely watched baseball. I mean, my, my roommate in college got me into it in like 2011. And it was in New York, but I just, and he was from Boston. So he was kind of like, I don't know. He brainwashed me into thinking then the Yankees aren't all that. And I was like, all right, you know what? Yeah, yeah he definitely brainwashed you because that is not the case. <laughs> I mean, you're a Yankees girl, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I- I've always I liked Ortiz. I liked Ortiz the way he played. So, yeah, I mean, everyone was a fan of Big Poppy. He, mm-hmm. he was he was very hard not to and still is very hard not to like. He's just mm-hmm. one of those guys that kind of transcends the team that he's most known for. It's mm-hmm. very hard to dislike him. You can dislike his team. You can dislike his uniform. And trust me, I do. And I did. But mm-hmm. you can't dislike him. He's very hard to just, you know, yeah. he's just very hard to like harbor any animosity towards he's just that nice of a guy yeah Yeah. i mean i was scared to wear a red Sox hat in new york i was just oh you should be because you will get the smoke (laughs) i was nervous i was like especially not especially not being from new york because i'm from the dmv area so i'm not from that area so coming in as a newcomer i was like i don't know if i should buy a red Sox hat and i was like should i i'm like nah but it's it's one of those. Yeah, it's a scary, it's a scary, scary time when it comes to that. When it comes to those two. No, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's real. It's the real smoke in um, yeah. when it comes to Boston and New York sports. Mm-hmm. Now, outside of everything that you do in the entertainment industry, uh, what are some hobbies you like to do? Oh, I love working out. Um, it's so good for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I love crime documentaries <laughs> there's nice. a serial okay. killer in it there's a missing person in it if there's some it. sort of like unsolved mystery like i'm all in you had me there um i love being obviously you know covid has other plans but i love traveling and being able to see mm-hmm. new places and dive into new cultures and cuisine um i love music I'm a big music junkie. I love all genres, you know, mm-hmm. from hip hop to Motown to rock. Um, 
And I really just, you know, I really enjoy spending time with my family. You know, we watch movies, we play games. I'm a big game girl. I love like Uno and and Taboo and Pictionary. Like I'm real competitive and stuff like that. Shopping, which my Amex does not appreciate. (laughs) But the points do though. The points points do accumulate. Shout out to the points. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I really enjoy being able to be in a space where I can just, be and just enjoy mm-hmm. my surroundings because in this career it's a lot of moving and it's a lot of yes. back-to-back gigs mm-hmm. and it's a lot of scheduling and long nights and I just really appreciate the times where I can just not deal with sports not watch sports or watch them just for leisure and just be and just chill and and mm-hmm. I, I thoroughly enjoy those days more than I've ever enjoyed them before yes mm-hmm. I hear you on that yeah it's it's one of especially being in like you said in the industry is is lots of traveling lots of like so when you decide to take a week off and it's like I want to take this week off but I don't want anything to do with work like do not bug me on anything because once you get back on it it's it's not 24 seven. It's like, it's, it's yeah. one of those. It's, it's for stressful. me, for me, I actually have to like, I'm so weird because I'm a Capricorn and I mm-hmm. have that, like just work mentality. Mm-hmm. I can only do vacations like in short spurts. So like, I'm the type of person who like, okay, four days off this month, maybe three days off the next month, the long weeks I start to be like, okay, I got to get back. Like I can't, mm-hmm. I'm missing everything. Like I'm the type of person who benefit. There are some people who benefit from a nice long vacation. I'm the type of benef- person who benefits from a bunch of little ones scattered throughout the year, mm-hmm. um, because I can't be away from work too long, and, and then I, I start to get antsy, and it's it's actually really bad. Like the Christmas break, I was starting after probably like the 29th of December. I was like, all right, I got to get back. Like I can't right, keep doing yeah, this. Like, this is yeah, not fun mm-hmm, for me anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you come to terms like I think later on in life where it's like, I think I better get a head start before the New Year's, like a December 20, 27th or 28th. I better get a head start. So that way, once the New Year rolls in, your body, your mentality is already like ready to go for the New Year, especially if you have like a yeah. resolution. I always I always advise to start days early before the New Year's. Oh, this is my New Year's resolution. I'm going to you know what? I'm going to start. <laughs> early. I'm going to start yeah. a few days early. Yeah, yeah. This, this, it's 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 one of those, you know. It's a ment- mental thing, I guess. Um, but you mentioned in the hobbies, music is one of those things that you love to listen to. If your life had a soundtrack, which three tracks would you pick? Oh, I would definitely say. Ooh, that's a good question. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. let me actually let me look through my playlist right now and see what kind of. <laughs> What kind of songs that I have? One would definitely be Kid Cudi's Pursuit of Happiness. I'm a huge mm-hmm. Kid Cudi fan. Mm-hmm. Um, Cudi is just somebody who I feel like speaks to like my most creative being. And I'm in my most creative space when I'm listening to Cudi. Um, Pursuit of Happiness is a song that I remember when it came out, 2008, I was in middle school. I want to say, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe I was in high school. I can't remember. Um, but 2008, I mean... That song just brings me to such a creative space. It's just about, you know, all the trials and tribulations of of life, but choosing to be happy anyway and and kind of going through all those motions and coming out on the other side and the other side of happiness. So for me, that um, 
definitely is one of my songs. I would say if I had to pick another one, it would probably be Heart of the City, Jay-Z off the Blueprint album. Nice. Yeah, it's probably, you know, the New York in me, just every time I hear that song, it it just brings me back, you know, to walking around the city with my mom and looking at all those buildings and skyscrapers and and just feeling bigger than my, and having everything mm-hmm. feel bigger than who I was and then my body and figuring out like, I, one day I'm going to have a, a house on top of that skyscraper and it's going to mm-hmm. be great. But also I just love the bars in it. It's just a matter of like filling yourself and, and not being afraid to fill yourself and reminding you like you are your only competition. Like it's mm-hmm. you versus you and everything else around you um, doesn't matter. And I think mm-hmm. um, lastly, Probably No Woman, No Cry, Bob Marley. Um, That is a song that just brings me so much peace. Um, It reminds me of, you know, a safe place, you know, whether that be home, whether that be, you know, wherever I am, just a place of serenity and and calmness. And whenever things get too turbulent and and hostile and just hectic, um, you know, it, it just, it's a reminder that, things are going to work out and you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's a little hectic right now, but it's going to be okay. And it's, it's all going to be, you know, a distant memory when you're outside of it. So those are probably mm-hmm. the three songs for mm-hmm. me. Oh man. You mentioned uh, heart of the city and off that album with people ask me what the top three would have to be is probably, you don't know is one of them. Ooh, that's a out. good one. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, the lyrics in that song or in the other song are kind of like the same thing. And you don't know, it's like, I'm my only competition, you know what I mean? It's, it's what did he say? He's like, uh, I came in this game with a hundred, hundred stacks, nine to be exact. Yeah. And it's just like one of those. And what you don't know will make your home a permanent earn. And it's like, if you're stuck in the same spot, you're not going to be able to move forward. Exactly. It's so about it's, progression. It's about just constantly going with the flow of life mm-hmm. and not getting, allowing yourself to be in a rut for too long because, mm-hmm. you know, what's the saying? Dark times don't last. Tough people do, or tough times don't last. Tough people do. Yeah. Something mm-hmm. like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's easier said than done sometimes because as humans, we're kind of in our own heads a lot and we can yeah. only see our immediate situation, but you know, it, it's not forever. It just feels like it. And mm-hmm. when you look back on the, the memory of that tough time, the reason that comes from it, or the, the message that comes from mm-hmm. it, the lesson that comes from it, you know, you almost kind of say, you know, you know what? It was kind of worth it. And it's hard to see that in the moment, but it is, it's always worth it. It's always worth it. Exactly. Now, towards the end of the podcast, I have these 10 rapid questions I got from Inside the Actor Studios as I okay. honor its host, James Lipton. Um, the first question is, what is your favorite word? Oh, <laughs> my favorite word. Mm-hmm. It would probably be... Oh my gosh. It's not, it, well, my favorite word is actually a curse word, but we're not going to do that. Um, <laughs> we could do it. We could do it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Probably. I feel like that's so ugly though, for that to be my favorite word. Um, I would say hypothetically <laughs> is also one of my favorite words. I like to use hypothetically a lot. I'd be like, hypothetically, well, hypothetically, hypothetically. Yeah. That's also, <laughs> that's one of my favorite words to use. I, I think I overuse that word sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's not a hypothetical. I'm just making it one, but mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's the New York in you with the curse part as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your least favorite word? 
I hate the word moist. I think it's disgusting. Mm-hmm. You're like it's nauseating. It's nasty. People know not to say it around me. I just got goosebumps actually fixing my mouth to say it myself. Mm-hmm. What turned you on in life? Um, probably success. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I love, you know, being independent and I love being successful and I love seeing everything that I've envisioned for myself unfold before my very eyes. And, you know, that's the ultimate aphrodisiac, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what turns you off in life? Um, I don't like rude people. I don't like narcissistic people. Mm-hmm. I don't like bougie, like overly bougie people. I'm just like a real cool, chill, like mm-hmm. down for whatever, down with the cause. I'm very turned off by people who are just like super bougie, super Hollywood, super full of themselves. It, it annoys me. Uptight, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Not, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what sound or noise do you love? Um, hmm. Sound or noise? I love the sound of ocean waves. Mm. Um, I don't think there's anything that is more beautiful than the sound of waves Mm. crashing or just the sound of the ocean in general. Mm -hmm. What sound or noise do you hate? (laughs) <laughs> well, this season it's bing bong because it cursed my nick. So I'm going to go with that one. If I never have to hear the word bing bong again, I'm yeah. going to be very, very happy. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite curse word? Well, obviously you were going to say it, but <laughs> it's shit. It's probably shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite. You know, the the F-U-C-K one is, is pretty fly, but shit's just. Is more universal, mm-hmm. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Mm. F-U-C-K is very, it's like second nature in New York. So yeah, yeah. it's second that nature. One's, that's, that's when I'm feeling froggy, but shit can be used <laughs> in so many different um, scenarios. Yeah, yeah. Um, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I would have, um, if I wasn't in media, I'd be a lawyer. I love, um, you know, like, I, but like a lawyer, like a criminal lawyer, not defending criminals, but trying to prove that they're guilty. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I'd be a lawyer, yeah. or I mean, I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy, so I might be a surgeon. That seems like kind of mm-hmm. something I could do. <laughs> seems like okay. seems like a fun time. Okay. Yeah, okay, that's that's from a criminal <laughs> lawyer to okay, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. What profession would you not like to do? Um. Ooh, would I not like to do? I probably wouldn't do anything that like I couldn't be. Hmm, that's a good question. What could I not do? I feel like if I had a passion for anything, I would be able to do it. But I feel like if I, I couldn't be like a graphic designer or something. Mm. I'm just not somebody who needs to be like, or an editor. It's too tedious for me. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I I did it a little bit during an internship and I just wanted to like bang my head against the yeah, wall. It was too yeah. much like tedious work for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little buttons, little, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It depends on the program as well that you use. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And the last one is, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Job well done. Mm-hmm. Any last words you like, give, you like to give to the people? Any shout outs? And where can they follow you on the social? Um, you guys can follow me at Ash Nicole Moss on Twitter and on Instagram. And I just want to say to everybody, just keep pushing, keep fighting for the life you want, the life you deserve. And you know, when it seems like you can't push anymore, keep going because that's when the breakthrough happens. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, this was another episode of Intuitive Minds Podcasts. Peace. <laughs>